Okay, great. Good to be here. And thank you for that. Good word. It's one of my favorite images, actually, just thinking of, of um, Christ saying as, as, they, as Moses lifted up the brazen serpent, so anyone who looks to me will be saved. Have you all heard the story of how Spurgeon got born again in a, I, think, I believe it was a thunderstorm or something. He came into a little church. The pastor wasn't there. Forgive me if you've read it and I'm getting it wrong, but the basic is that the, the, the pastor wasn't there and there was a lay preacher and with a strong British accent, he, country British accent, he, at the top of his voice, gave that verse in, in Isaiah 45, you know, which is, Look unto me, all the ends of the earth, and be saved. Doesn't say much, done it. Says, look. <laughs> it's kind of easy to look, isn't it? <laughs> and, you know, he was a guy really struggling with his sin, you know, struggling with the snake bite, you know, try, trying his hardest. Everyone's got something to say about how to, how to heal yourself. Uh, false religion has so much to say and how to. And God's answer sounds impractical. Sounds like we're pretending it's not there, but instead of looking at ourselves in time, you know, he wants to look at the fact of Calvary in eternity, which has taken care of everything that, that we've done, everything that's happened in throughout time, past, present, and future, right? So, uh, good thought there. Um, I've been on David and Jonathan. Saul for the last few weeks, so I want to just continue a little bit. Two verses, one in 23 of 1 Samuel, verse 16, 1 Samuel 23, 16, Jonathan comes to David at a very rough time um, when he has been attacked Tempted to be murdered by Saul. And he's been betrayed by a group of people that he defended in Keilah. And Jonathan comes and seeks him out in the woods in 1 Samuel 23 17, sorry, verse 16. And he went to David in the woods would and strengthened his hand in God. Jonathan strengthened David's hand in God, strengthened his chazak to strengthen. It's used for harden with Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's heart, but it's, it is strengthen. He strengthened his, his hand in the Lord. And how did he do it? It says right there, it says the next verse, and he said to him, fear not for... The hand of Saul, my father, shall not find thee. Thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. And that also Saul, my father, knows. It's interesting that in time and in this period, Jonathan wouldn't be next to him when he would become king. In fact, Jonathan would die before he becomes king. But we know that in the millennial reign of Christ, that... David will be ruling as a vice regent. This seems to be speaking by the Lord that that actually Jonathan would be at his right hand during that period. 
does he deserve it? I don't know. He, he, he doesn't have much of a... He doesn't really do much. He, he does... We, we talked about how he uh, took care of 20 Philistines in prior chapters. But he, he's one of these guys that has a ministry of simply um, making it his mission to love someone up. <laughs> uh, we don't know what David was going through right now, but Jonathan makes it his mission to love someone up. Someone said to me, two, two guys in the parking lot last night said, so what's your mission when you're here? Like, what are you going to be doing? And uh, I, I hadn't really thought of that. I just know God led me here. But I, my response was kind of simple. It's going to be exactly what I've done in Africa, what I've done in Baltimore, is exactly what I'll be doing here. And that will be, I'm going to be loved by God, and I'm going to pray that God uses me to love uh, the lost and loves the body of Christ. Uh, that, that's my mission. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I'm made for. I want to be loved by God, and then I want to express that love to non-believers and to believers. I want to simply by, be, be loved by God. Uh, Jude, um, verse 20 says we build ourselves up in the most holy faith. And sometimes there isn't a Jonathan to come and encourage you and your strength and your hand in the Lord. Sometimes you're by yourself. And it's at that time that someone said about being alone with the Lord, yes, it's, it's good. I mean, it's that we need to learn to build ourselves up. In fact, in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6, we'll just flip there quick. There's a time later... In chapter 23, Jonathan encourages him in the Lord. But in chapter 30, it says in verse 6 that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Same word, chazak, strengthened himself in the Lord. Uh, Jonathan had this, this, the mind of God, 1 Corinthians 2.13. He had the mind of Christ, and he comes in, and he gives David divine perspective. David's like, you know, in, he's looking at the situation. He's looking maybe at the snake bite. He's looking at the fact that these guys just betrayed me. The fact that I'm out in the woods. Not very comfortable out in the woods. And Jonathan gives him divine perspective. Not like where you're at in time right now. But like the big picture. Right? God's divine perspective from above. It's kind of what Paul does in Ephesians chapter 2. He gives us, he states some things that, about us that we, we couldn't really comprehend by ourselves. He says, God has raised you up. He seated you. Chapter, verse 6 of chapter 2. He has already seated you. Talks about it in the past tense, right? I think a lot of us would want to correct the Bible at that point. We, we look at our situation. We look at the fact that we're down in the dust sometimes. And we say, what do you mean I'm already seated with Christ in heavenly places? What are you being hyper-spiritual? Are you living in denial of reality? Right? And uh, he, he made another mistake. If I want to speak from a human perspective. In, in Romans chapter 8. When he says that God has already justified you. Which means that he has already 5.1, declared you righteous. God has already declared you righteous. 
I think we many times want to correct God in that one too. So God, don't you mean in the future? And God, God wants to encourage us. No, I want to give you a glimpse into what you consider to be the future. I consider to be divine reality, eternal reality. Right? And that's what Jonathan came. He's ministering to him divine perspective, eternal facts that totally contradict your puny little t- eyes that, are, that, are, that, are, that give us a little limited viewpoint. I said to Melinda the other day when we came, I said, we have three days to secure a house. <laughs> the probability is almost nothing. But I know it'll be zero if we don't come. So we're going to come. <laughs> Last night I just pinched myself. I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> Your wife said that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, done. <laughs> she said amen. <laughs> she's, you know, she's amazing. When, when, when we were in Africa, <laughs> I got to tell the story, but we were, we were meeting. <laughs> we were we were. Um, we wanted to meet somewhere, and at that point, we were struggling to survive financially. <laughs> and we wanted to meet in a, a school classroom, and we walked into the school, and they said, we, we, don't, we don't rent out our classrooms to churches. I said, we're also a Bible college. We have a free Bible college. She's like, all right, let me check with the principal. And as soon as she let me pass through, you know, the security guards and went to the principal's office. The principal just loved it and she said, wow, she said, this could be our ties to God. You can have our classroom free of charge. Wow. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Which worked for a couple of months. After a while, I thought, if it's free, they could kick us out tomorrow, right? I said, Lord, I don't want, what if, what if I die or they kick us out? I don't want to leave this church in, in a free rented classroom. So um, one Sunday, I, I, I stood up at the end of the service I pulled out a little bag, little bag like this, a little coffee bag that I bought some coffee in. And I said, you see this bag over here? We're going to have our, our piece of land and our building is going to come out of this bag. Pass it around. We're not depending on America. Or any, we're not going to make our requests known to man, but just unto God. And let's, let's believe God that a building and a land will come out of this coffee bag. And she, in her heart, she told me this years later. She said, I thought you were like, had lost your mind at that point. <laughs> and it was amazing, I mean, to see actually God just do that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, just local people putting their filthy little, like, one penny pieces. God suddenly giving us gifts from all over. My, my parents got a refund on their gas bill, and people would just come in the church and just, like, give another chunk and leave. I don't know if it's an angel or something. But um, the point is we can be sometimes so like occupied with our limited viewpoint, right? We can, yeah. I'm not saying she was limited, but I'm saying we're all limited in our viewpoint. We just don't see more than what we see, right? right. And God wants to give us the ministry of Jonathan where, where he puts some, some people have never had someone come into their life They've never stumbled into a man of God that will simply just love them up. Just make it his mission to love you up. What do you want, Jonathan? Nothing. (laughs) I just want to love you up. And Jonathan is the key to David. You don't get a a David without a Jonathan. Some people know what it's like to encourage themselves up and, and be built up and be loved up by God. 
and some people have a false concept of spirituality. That spirituality is when I, when I go out and become a monk and I just have God in me and I don't have people anymore. <laughs> but actually, we are made to be a part of the body where God puts people like this in our life and, he, and they minister. And this is part of the, the healing that he brings in our life where we're healed by his stripes and we're healed by members of the body that are just put there in our life to, to, love, to love us up. And this is what Jonathan happens. Then I'll just end with this. This is amazing. Jonathan, after you've been loved up you know, by a member of the body, sometimes they're not there and then, and then, and then I, I need to be loved by God. And, and he, in chapter 30, he's lost everything. He's lost his wives, lost his children. He's lost his men. His, his few loyal men. You know, everyone is with Saul. He's got a couple of men. He loses all of them. They want to kill him. He's lost his city. His city gets burned up. But he's learned how to encourage himself in the Lord. God, I just need to be built up by you right now. I just need to be loved by you. And that's Christianity, really. That's our mission. You know, everything else is secondary. Everything else is an outworking of that. You know, in Africa, people, there's a lot of people, the foundation is humanitarian. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't last. But when the foundation is I'm being loved by God and I'm loving people, out of that will come all sorts of humanitarian things, you know, that will, that will be an overflow, that will, that will continue. And David, he, as, he, as he is loved by God, as he encourages himself in the Lord, he, he suddenly, God says, you know, you're going to recover all. And I'm going to give you a direction. And that's actually people who are loved by God. People who learn to just receive God's love. Build yourself up in the most holy faith, Jude 19, and then uh, Jude verse 20, and then keep yourself in the love of God. Oh God, I'm built up by you. I'm loved by you. Sorry, I got the shoes on. <laughs> I'm, I'm built up by you. I'm loved by you. Now I can go out and do something for you. Jude 21 says, keep yourself in the love of God. Does no one just stay there? Oh, I'm filled up. Now I can go and drive. No, 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 no. Keep being filled up. Keep, keep being loved by God. Right? I'm going to talk about besetting sins. You know, Paul. Paul's got a besetting sin or a messenger from Satan discouraging him. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's something. Something. God's key is my grace is sufficient. Meaning, I want you to get to know who I am for you with, with the the snake bite, with the the, the, the besetting sin, whatever it is. Keep yourself in the love of God. And it's amazing as he goes out, God shows him. I, I want to read it because it's a good. It's a great little portion here. It says, um, verse 11. So, so he, he goes out with the 600. In verse 9. And then he leaves behind 200 in, uh, in verse 9b. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Two, 200 that, you know, the mission has gone out is 600... 200 of them quit. <laughs> these are the 200 that later on, you know, the, the certain men of Belial are going to say, send these guys away, right? They don't have it in, in them to fight. And, but you know what? David's, David's going to love them. He's going to give to them what Jonathan gave to him. He's going to strengthen them and encourage them, stick with them. It's easy to throw someone away, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy to write off David. 
it's easy to write off these two. I got the 400 that performed really well and went and recovered all these 200. Yeah, they're useless, right? We're all useless. <laughs> I mean, if thou should mark iniquities, who would stand? David's got this, this heart, and it's God's heart. It's the new heart of Ezekiel 37, where, where, where he's able to minister to people, not in who they are in time. Of course you're a failure in time, and you know you're a failure in time. And these men of Belial know you're a failure in time. But God doesn't know you in time. He knows you in the, in the finished work, in, the, in, the, in, in eternity. He sees the big picture and declares the end from the beginning. Everyone else declares who you are in time. I'm going to declare who you are, and, 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 and he says they're going to get as much as the ones that went out. It's kind of unfair, isn't it? Get used to grace. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for fair, you'll be thrown away as well. And he comes, and they come across, uh, in verse 11, an Egyptian in the field. They brought him to David, gave him bread, and did eat. They made him to drink water. They gave him a piece of cake, in verse 12. Of figs, two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. This is Isaiah, First uh, Samuel thirty, verse twelve. For he had eaten no bread, nor drunk any water, three days and three nights. He's as, he's left for dead. He's as good as dead. And David said to him, "To whom belongest thou? Whence art thou?" And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt. I'm an Egyptian and I'm a servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. And we made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag with fire. So here, and this is a picture of us, you and me. All right, this is a picture of us, an Egyptian. We're in the world. He's 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 he was one of the ones that was used to burn the city. Enemies of God, Romans chapter five, right? Verse five to eight. Enemies of God. A servant of an Amalekite. We were servants of sin, right? And sick and dying. We were spiritually dead, right? And this is what the world does. The world chews people out and spits them out. Chews people up and spits them out. And David comes, exactly what Jonathan did to him, you know, comes at his low point. It's exactly what the angel of the Lord did to Gideon in, in Judges chapter 6, when he called that cowering cur a mighty man of valor. Mm-hmm. He didn't call him what he was in time, call him who he was in, in eternity. David comes and calls this guy who's a picture of us, in the world, enemies of God, and he makes them a part of his army. <laughs> and that's really what God does to us, you know. He comes to us, wants to strengthen our hand in the Lord. He calls the things not being, Romans 4, 5, calls the things not being, being, right? Calls those things that are not something. And he calls this guy who, you know, the label in time and by sight would be, you know, Egyptian, the world, servant, thrown away, spat out, sick, enemy, burned the camp with fire. And he goes, you know who this guy is? He's going to be the key to recovering everything. <laughs> so that's, what he, that's what I'm going to make you. He did it a few times, by the way. He did it to um, the other guy who was Saul's right-hand man, 
who decided to swip, switch sides. He was like, he just, he was an amazing guy because he had this, this heart of, of, of receiving God's love and expressing God's love. So, mm-hmm. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your, your heart, Lord.